Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the cloistered cornetist, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. If you've not taken the time to go to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com and check out all the trumpet goodness, well, you're doing it wrong. Informative articles, Joey's almost famous blog, cool videos and more, and the WTF is home to your favorite trumpeting podcast, The Open Bell. Come on, it's not that difficult. When you pick up your horn, think WTF and head on over to the World Trumpet Federation website to check us out. And by the International Trumpet Guild, Serving trumpet players around the globe for decades, the International Trumpet Guild has long been the largest trumpet organization in the world. With the ITG Journal, competitions, and annual conference, ITG works to provide excellent opportunities for its membership. This year, even amid the pandemic, ITG is working to present the largest virtual conference possible to give access to some of the finest teachers and performers in the world. With close to 200 events, there'll be something for everyone. Go to the International Trumpet Guild website for details regarding the conference, including how to register for this landmark event. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, a couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to name and navigate and negotiate information that we believe is important to a needy trumpet niche. Gentlemen, shall we? Warming up once again brought to you by All Natural Chop Saver Lip Care. Whether you're a trumpet player or not, Chop Saver is the right choice. Dan Gosling has given the trumpeting world a great gift with this amazing creation. Hey, I wonder if you guys have this problem. Uh, my family got into my Chop Saver stash. And no, that's have not okay. They've decided, of course, that they love it. Well, and, uh, that's, why, that's why they have to have their own. Yeah. Well, so I ended up having to place an order the other day. So my son... You know, the one that still lives here, um, came up to me and he goes, hey, I'm out of Chop Saver. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm getting there, too. I'm going to I'm going to work, work on order right now. I'm sitting at the computer and he just keeps standing there. And I'm like, I'll take care of this. He goes, yeah, I know. Yeah, if you don't mind, I'll just hang here until you do. No offense, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's not OK. Did he somehow think that uh, it was going to arrive by drone within the next yeah, 10 minutes? Apparently he was not going to. And wait for it. Because Dan's Dan's very sophisticated. But I don't think he's working on that that kind of speed. (laughs) I just think he wanted to say, no offense, Brian. I think that was really his. He wanted to use the word hang and say, no offense, Brian. (laughs) And who doesn't? Right. It's not okay. Speaking of not hanging, Brian, (laughs) what do you have for us today? (laughs) All right. So it comes as a a shock to no one that I love the cornet. And I think the cornet's the greatest greatest instrument. (laughs) But here's my question. And it's uh, it's a real question. Uh-oh. So when we're talking about advanced technique on the instrument, double and triple tuning sort of all over the instrument, um, I maintain that it is easier on the cornet than on the trumpet. But there are people who do make all the gymnastics on the instrument sound really easy, like Sergei and um, Alan Vizzuti, Tyzik, <laughs> mm-hmm. like a lot of people make it sound really easy on the instrument. So for young people or people studying, is it easier on the cornet? Is it actually easier to play the Arban Carnival Venice on the cornet than it is on the trumpet? Or does it just sound better? Well, it's an either-or question. No, I have a problem with your question. <laughs> uh, Shocking. The, by, the by definition, does it or does it just sound better? No, that's that's... That's just not true. It sounds different. Um, is it easier? Uh, I, I think uh, all other things being equal, which they rarely are, the answer is yes. It, it is. I think the conical bore and the setup of the equipment generally with the mouthpiece does make does facilitate advanced techniques being smoother and easier. Yes, I think that's right. Now, that doesn't mean that it can't be done on trumpet and can't be done exceedingly well on trumpet as people do it. It's crazy on trumpet. They sound so good. Mm-hmm. Bill, what do you think? I think it's absolutely easier on the cornet. And this goes the whole way back to our, yeah, I just think the response is easier. I think it's easier to make it do, to do those things and make it sound fluid. 
um, and relaxed. And this goes back to our starting kids on the cornet because it responds so much better. I just think that carries through. But I agree with Brian. It does sound better on the cornet. Those pieces. Oh, stop it. No, I'm serious. <laughs> you know what else sounds better on the cornet, too? I'll never play this on the trumpet again. The Biche for variations. Oh, yeah. Totally. Here we go. Yeah. I'm just saying. It says trumpet or cornet, and I took the out. <laughs> I'm doing it. You can yep. think that. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Uh, well, yeah, go one, yeah, I'll go one step further. Farther. Further. I was trying to pick the wrong one, and I think I nuked <laughs> myself. So, Just uh, assume you're wrong. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he is. Don't worry. I, th- I already did. <laughs> yeah. What about the endurance thing? We've kind of talked about that a little bit in regard to the mouthpiece, but I think playing those pieces, especially on the end of a recital, right? Especially coming off of playing a bunch of trumpet, definitely easier just to get through it on the cornet. Oh, I'm not sure I agree with that point. Mm. I think I think playing well, regardless of instrument, takes. Uh, is a is most of endurance. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, if you've hammered your way through a recital, then getting to the cornet and, <laughs> and it won't take the hammering in the same way. Sure, but you that's <laughs> you shouldn't be hammering in the first place. Is my contention. Do we have more room for error because of the deep mouthpiece? Uh, more room well, for swelling. Well, yes, and I do think you have a, a, a slightly larger margin of error. Yes, but uh, that also means if it's written up to high C or high D that by that point, then that might be more difficult. That's right. It is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just know, like, for me, if I... Thinking about a long recital and then moving to the cornet from the trumpet is like, okay, I'm going to be okay, because that's going to be easier. Yeah, (laughs) it feels... I was just just listening this week. I was, you know, I'm doing a bunch of triple tony now because I'm doing that part of my training to, to rehabilitate... And then I saw a video of Nikaryakov trying a bunch of horns, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, well, like, silly. Matter. He's yeah. pretty good. Okay, yeah. but, Bill, I now have a, a problem with your contention of playing the cornet last because you <laughs> said you always like to play in chronological <laughs> order, and generally, if you're playing a 20th century piece on trumpet and then you're going to cornet, that would be going backwards in time, which, as we learned uh, from the 1985 movie Back to the Future, could be very dangerous. Right. <laughs> well, this is more of a guideline than a hard and fast rule. And the... Yeah, the last time I played, I did, I did the, I did Bichon cornet, and it ended up actually being in the middle of the program, so violated my own rule. I know. Problem. Your problem. I know. <laughs> but sometimes those cornet solos are the most recent. Could be the, it could be the most recent thing, but they're the flashy things you and put at the end of the recital. And they're flashy finish, yeah, flashy big yeah. finish, yeah. I'm not That's arguing they shouldn't go last. I'm saying you were the one that's saying you played in chronological not order. Not putting Hindemith last. <laughs> right. That's a good feel-good ending. <laughs> and there's all a, men there's must a die. Nice, there's a nice yeah. uplifting ending. Let's Thanks end for the being here. Funeral <laughs> march. There's a reception afterwards after <laughs> this hymn. Yes, when I get to the very end, I'll, that you can just march down to the, <laughs> the reci- <laughs> reception hall. All. Yeah. all right, where the viewing will be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that took an odd bad turn. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brian. <laughs> Joey, what do you have for us today? Here's what I've got. Um, it's, it's basically, uh, I want to offer a warning to people as I'm listening right now, we're getting to the uh, end of our audition season where this year, like lots of places, it's all done, uh, by recording. Normally we like, we do these live, which I like meeting people, hearing people in a room. And that's certainly optimal, which we weren't able to do this year. So what we did is recorded, you know, listened to almost a hundred, you know, recordings. And I'm starting to think as people get ready for summer festivals and other things they might be applying for, they'll be making recordings. Mm. And I am convinced that there have been at least a handful of recordings that I listened to this year that the students did not listen to before they submitted them. They recorded them and thought, yeah, okay, that one went well, but didn't listen back to see what it really sounded like, what, what other people are going to hear. And this, I believe, to be a vital part. It takes a little more time. If you make a 10-minute video, and then the next day, you need to listen to that entire video all the way through before you hit send. Or, because, boy, there are some people, you know, and I'm not trying to... I know not everybody has access to great equipment, which is why you have to do this. If you're playing into your phone, you need to make sure that I'm not getting just a complete distorted sound a majority of the Mm. time, which I did here, which then makes my job impossible 
because I have no idea what that student actually really sounded like. So please, here's my warning I am issuing. Whatever you record before you put it out to anyone, make sure you listen to the entire thing all the way through. Right. Yeah, I agree. And if, and if all you have is the phone, then find a room that, right, that helps you get the sound you want and where you should stand and figure out the distance and all that. Yeah, and some distance away from it. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And so you're, yeah, and it's great advice. Like, what, what would you submit something that, you know, a couple minutes in has a glitch in it of some sort? I mean, that's not professional. You or know, it, review it, the whole thing. There was, uh, there was one that was funny in that there was some, I'm going to guess a parent doing the recording and the child was playing. And there was some discussion as they turned the video on. And then afterwards, some discussion about how they thought it went. Oh. <laughs> And I thought, hmm, I might have, I might have edited the beginning and edited that out. Now, <laughs> yeah. did they you, did so not. My, my question for you then is, did you factor in their assessment to your assessment? Um, I did not. Maybe okay. I should have. There, there could be an extra person on the panel. <laughs> and how do you think you did? <laughs> well, that was great. <laughs> you sounded. Great. I was nails. Uh, they thought they were very happy with how they played. Very happy with it. It's <laughs> applause and yays and all totally. sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So, Bill, what do you got for us? Well, mine was, so I've got some students who are, you know, we're in, we're in person. I've got some recitals coming up. Yeah. And so I go through this thing, you know, we got to talk about how to get on stage and the things we do and all that. And, and I wanted to ask you guys, uh, tuning on stage before the recital, before pieces? Oh, go, can I go first? Go. No. <laughs> I, I, I actually think, let me take a step out and I'll be right back. I actually think one of the weirdest traditions that has survived and still exists is how orchestras start a concert, right? <laughs> so the whole audience it. comes in, everyone sits down, everybody gets quiet, the lights come down, the concert master comes out, they clap, 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 and now we tune up? I don't want to, I didn't want to show up to watch batting practice, I'm ready for the concert to start, <laughs> right? So... I actually think, you know, most students have access to the hall beforehand. Get yep. in there. Get yourself ready. And let me go one step further, not farther, because we're not mm. literally taking steps, and say the other <laughs> thing I see a lot of students do is walk out on stage, and the first thing they do is empty their spit. Now, yeah. you haven't played yet. It right. seems weird to come out and spit at the audience. So I also <laughs> think it is weird to come out and say, I'm not quite ready yet. For me personally, I want to walk out and I want to play. Bang. That's it. That's my opinion. Brian, what do you think? I'm with you. Take If you're really worried about playing too much beforehand or in the hall or anything, just put your tuner next to the piano. Calibrate your tuner to where the piano is. Walk off stage. It's probably a different temperature out in the hall anyway, right, from where you're standing backstage. So, yeah, you want to you want to use that as your guide and yeah i don't like hearing hearing the them wander around the pitch on stage yeah do you bow before your first piece you haven't people done anything cl- yet if people clap you bow yeah. uh-huh yeah so if you walk out and clap and you don't bow you're now ignoring your audience that's rude <laughs> no you got to bow if they clap all right yeah uh, so yeah i'm totally against it for a variety of reasons and i do have mine show up early we tune all the horns with where the you know with the piano out on stage in chronological order Unless of <laughs> course of the you're not playing in date of the horn, horn. unless there's unless a the cornet's last and then right because it's easier to tune and you time so, travel uh, so it's we we told that ahead of time <laughs> the other reason I don't let them do it is because typically if you think about the mindset of a student walking on stage right they're not going to be sure they're not going to move the slide and if they are they're going to fake moving it they can't even hear the piano at that point right they're just <laughs> completely. In or, another place. or the idea that you're a little nervous and you're not playing down the center to start with. Oh, yeah. yeah. So then, right, it's just a mess. And the whole thing is, right, it's crazy, right? So the piano plays a chord, plays a chord, major chord, minor chord, and you play the note. No, just don't do it. If you're going to do you. it, do it ahead I of time. I'm absolutely with you. Right. I just wanted some affirmation there. I like it. Yeah. All right, cool. Good. All right, we put an end to tuning. We are making progress. <laughs> Yes. Intonation out the window. But we're about to fix that because it's time for Tromba Trivia. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the Tromba Trivia TV and movie theme 
version. Oh, no. At oh, home man. edition. Oh, no. This is going to be awesome. All right. Question no one. <laughs> question oh, one. Man, when so Tom Hanks was hurled into space on Apollo 13, who provided the lovely trumpet playing scored by the one and only John Williams? Now, this is the was easiest Tim one. Yeah, I was going to say Tim Morrison. Tim Morrison. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So I got to that? I got to know Tim a little bit over the yeah. past couple of years as he's uh, been out conducting the Boston Brass Christmas That's thing. That's right. Yeah. It oh, was right. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was the greatest thing ever because they all knew him and I didn't know him. So I'm like, oh my god, it's Tim Morrison, and he's very nice, soft spoken, friendly. He's great. Yeah. He was great. I was like, I I got to hang out with Tim Morrison. So that was years? a big deal when he left to go to L.A. Right? Yeah. Left yeah. the symphony. Yeah. So years ago when he he came to NTC and played with the Army Orchestra and did some of the heroes, oh. like heard, got to hear it live. It's pretty spectacular. <laughs> yeah. And that's the it thing is that he's conducting, so <laughs> he's not playing. I'm like, hold on a yeah, second. Yeah, right. He's not playing. Yeah. You know, no offense, Bill, but, you know. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, not everyone can do both. All right. Um, <laughs> question two. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, oh, no offense. <laughs> Wait. No offense, um, Tim. No offense, Tim. Question two. Before every crazy episode of The Simpsons could begin, we were treated to an awesome theme song featuring this amazing trumpet player. Oh, the Simpsons. Yeah. Now, remember, this is trumpet trivia, so I can is, give you some hints. Is that Charlie Davis? You want some hints, or do you? So that's not Charlie. No, he did Family Guy. I did. I guess he didn't do Simpsons. Mm. Okay, All right. Grant Wayne drops. So oh. it's Wayne Bergeron. Is it really? Wayne drops aren't falling on my. Oh, head. oh, oh, oh. he threw me. Is it Grant? Gary Grant. It is Gary, <laughs> Gary Grant. Gary. Oh, oh, there Brian. it is. Brian. He's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. That's the only one I'll get. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty good. All right. Question three. Young trumpeters everywhere were glued to the TV set when the theme from Dynasty was being played. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> Who played this then and it, now famous trumpet This is Bill's yeah. era, not ours. Isn't that, isn't that Vizzuti? Didn't he do that? No, not Which what one I found he? anyway. Dynasty. I got no ground Chuck Finley. Is that Chuck Finley? Chuck Finley. No ground oh, Chuck. Oh, not no. ground Chuck. No, these are the hints. You're telling us who it's not. That's not mm, helpful. May or <laughs> May or may not be Billy. Not Billy May. So we know it's not people. It's not Chuck Finley. It's not it's Billy not, May. It's not three people who've been in my kitchen and I'm out. Exactly. And so <laughs> you're this out. Isn't, this isn't helpful in any way. <laughs> I know. That's why I did it. Do we I have another hint that's that. actually a hint? No, this is another hint that's not a hint at all. So it's not going to help you. Yeah. So you know? Really? You don't know who it is? No. no. Okay, Malcolm McNabb. Was that Malcolm? Oh, God, we should have just guessed it was recording. Yeah, we could have. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Question four. Mm. This show ended with the sweet voices of children saying things like, Good night, John Boy. Good night, Elizabeth. That's the Waltons. That's right. But the Waltons opened with a theme song featuring the lovely trumpet playing oh, of... I, I can... I think I could still play that for you. And I never watched the Waltons, but I knew that. I will yeah. tell you this. I don't know if he listens, but he I'm going to have to tag him. I, I went to high school with a guy named John Stinson. His older sister, Terry, was in my grade, and he was my sister's grade. And we grew up three, three uh, streets apart. Yeah. He played that theme like every day. We come in a marching band, and I'd hear this da da da. Like, what are you doing? He just he would play that it's all great. the time. Yeah. But who and played it? The playing was killing. He didn't record it. He, no, he he, um, <laughs> he he was fourteen. Do you know his <laughs> like whereabouts? Yeah, he's still in San Antonio. <laughs> I do know where he is. Yeah. No, I mean when this was being done. So, uh, not not Tom Stevens. So you, all you're these aren't hints by eliminating people. These no, are it is. Not That's the hints. way I'm doing it. This is the way that, it works. There are more than three people in L.A. <laughs> in the '80s or '70s. <laughs> but I'm like going with the like, you know. The obvious ones. This one, I when I saw the name, I was like, oh, that's right. But it's not a name that I remembered. Are you ready? That's even less helpful. I know. Graham Young. Yeah, we're never getting that. Uh, never no, getting that. no shot. We, we were but, never, but we the were point never is, ever getting that. Anyone listening now knows that Graham Young is the trumpet, trumpet player who played the lovely theme to the Waltons. Mm -hmm. All right. Question five. Folding. 
don't tongue any of that and take the cannoli. Who played trumpet on Bill the original sa- <laughs> <laughs> on the original soundtrack for the movie The Godfather? Wow, uh, Godfather. Let's see. That's early seventies. That's seventy two. Is Yuan Racy still doing that I was going to say stuff? that's Racy. It's not Yuan Racy. Not what I found. Okay. My sources say no. Uh, My sources say Jimmy th- Maxwell. Really? Oh, we don't get hints. Yeah. Well, you don't like my hints. They weren't hints. This I asked the way for hints. Have you I ever played trivia? Have you ever played trivia in your life where they go, <laughs> it's not this and it's not that? No, I never have because those things. aren't hints. That's the way trivia works. <laughs> that's like saying na- name a number. It's not seven. That's not well, a hint. That's, that's a good hint. It does. It <laughs> narrows it down. Hint. It's not one billion and seventeen. <laughs> These are not hints. <laughs> These are totally hints. I'm narrowing it down. You he was writing played, these and giggling never, to himself for a week. It, never sat in a, in a restaurant or an establishment and, and watched the trivia thing on the screen. This mm-hmm. is the way it goes. No, it's not. Yeah, it does. It eliminates <laughs> things. Well, they give you choices to then eliminate things. No. Well, you didn't give us any choices. No, this is the way it works. This is not the way it works. Jimmy you don't know trivia. Well. All right. And like any good trivia game, it's time for the Daily Double. <laughs> That's part of Jeopardy. <laughs> No, this is trivia. Trauma trivia daily double. <laughs> trivia daily <laughs> double. That's not a thing. <laughs> it's a thing today. I have a question in front of me. It must be a thing. All right. The Mary Tyler Moore show had several spin-offs, including Yeah. Lou Grant. Yep. There's two more. Do you remember what they were? Yeah. Just uh, as an aside. Rhoda and Rhoda. Phyllis. Rhoda and Phyllis. Phyllis. Yeah, yeah, I knew. No problem. I knew okay. But what was really spinning was the theme song featuring this great trumpeter. Boom, dun, diddly. Oh, who played that? I know. Wow. This is killer. No, You're going to love Newhart. this answer. Wow. That was, uh, that was Bob Newhart. That was Bob. Yeah, correct. Who played that? I can give you a lot of information. I don't know who played any of that stuff. Um, no, it was not the Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> um... Gonzo for Gazo. It was was it Conrad Gazo? No, these no. are the no's. These are the hints. This is the way hints work. That's not how hints I'm work. I'm telling you it's <laughs> not this person. Malcolm's not in the middle. Wasn't Malcolm McNabb. See how that worked? Now you know it wasn't Malcolm McNabb. <laughs> you're gonna love this answer. Because you're gonna you're gonna get You know what it is? Brian? No. It was Doc. No. No. <laughs> Buddy Childers. Oh really? Yeah. That's Man, cool. Buddy Childers? That's yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. I think of him so much as a, you know, like traveling big band lead player. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mary Set Tyler in the Moore Twin show. Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Does he get s- super royalties for all that stuff? Like just, I, I hope ka-ching, so. Ka-ching, ka-ching, <laughs> ka-ching. Have to, right? Yeah. I have no idea. I just hope so. Still yeah. getting, yeah. That would be awesome. Huh. That was a good show. All right, boys. Time for a couple things. <laughs> All right, listen, our episode on the rules was so popular that it's garnered lots of attention from listeners and uh, a lot of eye rolls from Karen, by the way. Um, But nonetheless, (laughs) the people have spoken and they want more rules. Who knew the trumpet players would want more rules? So, more rules are better. here, Here are the rules part two how to get called back. Yeah. So we're focusing in now. You got the gig. You're there. How do you make sure you get called back? Absolutely. So we've right. got we've got 20 rules. 20. To right. start with. There, now, and now, again, these could be modified, and we could extend these later. But we tonight, could. we will start with these 20 rules of how to get called back. How to get called back. Who wants to take number one? I think it should be Brian. He's the I expert. I do, too. This is perfect for <laughs> Brian. This is perfect for me. I live yeah. by this rule. Right. Rule number one is keep your mouth shut. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Pretty simple. Yeah. You're on the gig. It's And it, it's your first gig, your first time. You're in there. This is not the time for you to tell everybody all how, what they should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> or and even off- all about yourself. And offering advice. Why you're why you're here and yeah. right and all mm-hmm. that Just nobody cares nobody wants to know let the yep. horn do the talking yeah wow. absolutely yeah cool all right very good uh joey do you want to take number two or do you want me to take it so you uh, can you uh, probably have good stories so uh, yeah i'll take this one yeah uh, as this uh number two is very very simple and you might think you might think <laughs> might. there's no need for this rule 
But I will then tell you exactly why we need this rule. To be so high on this list. Number two, remember your horn. Great rule. (laughs) It's a great rule now. It's a great rule. Now, you might be thinking, Joey, come on. But I'd like to tell you a story. Um, uh, I play (laughs) with a lot of places very, very, you know, regularly. And one of them is the Steve Ali big band. Steve's a a great uh, jazz pianist, writer, composer, and has a big band based out of the Indianapolis area. Taught at IU for a while, right? And then uh, finished up at Cincinnati and just retired, actually, from oh, CCM. Yeah. Congratulations so, to him. So, yeah, and he's a great, great guy. And, and so he had a, a gig that I could not make, and so I got a very, very capable sub. Mm-hmm. No. So that sub, who did not live in Indianapolis, I mean, I don't live in Indianapolis. Right. So he drove to the gig, got out of his car, opened his trunk, and there was no horn there. <laughs> wow. Oops. Now, did he cross state lines to get there? He did cross state lines. Okay. Just curious. Uh, he was from out of state just to the east of Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> See, this Where, is like trivia. See, yeah. you're narrowing it down for us. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying he, he wasn't from Nevada. Wasn't Vince. <laughs> It was wasn't Vince. <laughs> Vince lives in Kentucky. That's right. Right. See? But that's yeah. helpful. It's very helpful. <laughs> it, it might be somebody uh, who's very familiar with the big band literature. He's a right. very good friend of mine. He's is he, excellent at, at creating lip slurs. Is he a flexible kind of guy? Very, very flexible, flexible. flexible guy. Uh, that's great. So, yeah, he showed up without a horn. Now, wow. to, to be perfectly fair to our our colleague and good friend right uh he did borrow a horn from i think one of the high school kids or college kids there played on that kid's horn and mouthpiece and according to the band sounded great but I'm that sure does he did. not change well, the rule and the rule remains remember your horn remember your horn <laughs> in this case it worked beautifully because every case in that room had a 7c in it exactly. <laughs> so perfect it was perfect <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, uh, All right. it's sort of related. Bill, you want to get us to number I'll three? I'll go to number three. Yeah, rule three, bring the right equipment for the job. Hmm. And that means know what, you're, know what you've been hired to do. Make sure you've got the right horns, the mutes, whether you're supposed to bring a stand or not, right? Hmm. All that stuff. Take now, time to figure that out. Well, we're saying right, right equipment for the job. Can we? We've talked about this a little bit in the past, but... That would include, if you're showing up for a big band gig, perhaps making sure it's a B-flat trumpet. B-flat trumpet? Not a C C trumpet. trumpet. Not a C trumpet. Or a piccolo trumpet. Whether it was a choice or not, it would not be okay. And your flugelhorn. Right. Right? No offense, James Moore. Yeah, who doesn't own one? He needs Uh, a flugelhorn. We need to start some kind of... Uh, yeah. Fundraiser, <laughs> go fund me <laughs> Kickstarter for Dr. James Moore's flugelhorn. Me, yeah, he needs right. a flugelhorn. Yeah. He so really does. We gotta, we gotta make that happen. But yeah, so like, depending on what the gig is, think about that for a minute. Put your rig together. Make sure you got what you need: horns, mouthpieces, mutes, the whole deal. And if anything, be over prepared, not under. Think: Am I really gonna uh, just throw it in the bag? Yeah. Bring. Which really, I mean. Four is a continuation of this rule four, but this is this deserves. I think it deserves its own number, which is why we separated it out. Brian, do you want to take number four? Yeah, well, it's it's bring your mutes. Yeah, right. Always remember, have a big bag, have them all in there. Like this is this is not hard. I think George Rabbi carries a duffel bag. <laughs> he carries like fifty mutes because he has the right sound in mind for every <laughs> mute. <laughs> so right. he's got all these options all the time. Yeah, yeah, I have I have actually uh, had to you know take when you have the removable cups. I have sat next to people who don't have a straight mute, and I will <laughs> pop the cup. Yeah. I'm saying here, nope. just use that. Not yeah. okay. That's not, not a straight okay. mute. <laughs> yeah, I mean it doesn't take that long to go through the music and make sure if it says, you know, cup mute, whatever. But like, like Brian's saying, if you've got a kit, whether you put everything in there, you're golden. But yeah. also remember this, trumpet players, your Harmon mute. Just put your stem back in so it's always there. The number of times they've shown up, you know, and, and sometimes there are some, even on big band things, some old 20s things that want the Harmon with stem. Sure. Right. Like, oh, I haven't seen my stem in 10 years. Well, you're doing it wrong. Bring yeah. your mutes, have well, the stem, and then if you don't need it, you can just leave it in the bag, but have it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you show up to a Big Bang gig and they ask you for the Gregson. You know what I mean? You're never going to know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, yeah, that happens. Be ready for that stuff. It could happen. <laughs> Brian, could you imagine a brass band person showing up without mutes? Because you use like, what, 20 on a gig, At right? At least. Oh, my God. They're like, like magnets stuck to the stand. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So you can't do that. All right, Joey, do you want to take number five? Because this seems like a thing that maybe this you is, should deal well, with. This is a harder one for me, uh, although <laughs> I will tell, I could tell a couple stories. <laughs> it's a good rule. It says, don't sit in the first chair. And I will tell you, the first time I, I came in to do it, it was a brass quintet thing in Indianapolis. I knew I was a sub. I, actually, the first recording session I did in Indianapolis, I knew I was a sub. The same thing happened on both gigs. Mm. So I get there early, right, because I don't, I want to make sure I'm taking care of business. I get there early. And I went in and I sat down on in, in the brass quintet on the second book and on the recording session there were three books and I knew I was a sub so I sat on the third book, mm. right? I'm I'm assuming I'm I know I'm the last one in. I assume that's what should happen. Now, most of the time when I get hired, and not all of the time, but a lot of the time, what people think of me of doing is playing lead or playing first parts. So the funny part is in both of those particular situations, the other trumpet player in the quintet walked in, looked at me and said, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I've never played with this quintet before. This is your quintet. He says, oh, no, move over. That's my <laughs> I hired quintet. you to do the heavy lifting. <laughs> and then the recording session, I, that actually, that was a little even more odd because what happened is there was, what I didn't know is there was some stuff uh, in that particular book that the person that they had hired the day before could not play. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they walked in and said, what are you doing? And I said, well, they called me last night at 10 o'clock. I know that I was not the first call for this session. So I figured I'm a last-minute sub. I said on the third book. That is the right assumption. Yes. Yeah. That's right? a so, great rule. You know, and you, yeah. So it's a, it's a great rule even for someone with a, an ego as big as mine and who is called a lot of times <laughs> right. just to play first. Well, Never make that assumption. Yeah, it could possibly change instantly. But yeah. you, you, you know, you... you Really put yourself in a good light by not assuming Absolutely. that it's so, going to be you. So, yeah. Bill, can you get us around to number six? I'd love to. Uh, double check the dress code. Ooh. This is good. <laughs> like, is it tux? Is it all black? Because, yeah. you know, right? And no, I, one, I, no one wants to be, you know, like the world's a tuxedo and you're a brown shoe. You yeah, know what I mean? That's I've not played a, a lot of pops orchestras, and I will tell you, uh, for those of you who don't know how orchestras operate, orchestras have locker rooms just like Athletic teams have locker rooms that literally are rooms. They have lockers and showers and bathrooms and stuff. So a lot of times those or uh, the orchestra people will just leave all of the clothes that they might need there. So there have been times where I show up and, and I've told them, oh, if you want to know what you're wearing, ask an extra, you know, and whether I'm hired, you know, to come in and play fourth or come in to play lead. You know, I'm always going to know what the dress code is because I don't have a locker there. Right. I will tell you more than one time I have been in a locker room putting on, you know, what is the attire like suit, long tie, black suit, long tie, and seen somebody putting on a tux. And I'm like, hey, hey, uh, suit, long tie. Oh, thank you. Crap. <laughs> you know, and it's like five <laughs> minutes to the down because, oh, I just thought it was. Yes. Wow. Know your dress code. This is know vital. the dress code. Yeah. And how hard is it to just to bring the other stuff too in your bag? Well, it depends. Right. I mean, if you for me, if I'm if I'm flying in for a weekend, you don't have that much room. Right. You got to know exactly what you need. But I know what Brian's saying. Like, if you have gigs that you're driving to, and there's a season where you're doing a whole bunch of stuff, it doesn't hurt just to have a black tie, a long black tie in the car, or an extra bow tie in your sure. case. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just to be prepared. You know. And you know, somebody in the brass section forgot their bow tie anyway. Yeah. It's nice to help them so out. You gotta do I, that. I was on a. It was a big band gig up in Chicago, and this is years and years and years ago. And I just came into town, and uh, there's a guy named Art Davis, great jazz player, and, and he's a very he's a small guy, and I'm a large guy. He yeah. comes back as we're getting dressed, going, "Oh my god!" And we were out in like Joliet, so it wasn't like in Chicago. <laughs> I don't have a dress shirt. Anybody got an extra? And and I said. Yes. I have an extra. <laughs> and he just looks and said, seriously. He ended up wearing one of my dress shirts, which, of course, you know, he could live in comfortably for a week and a half and not get, you know, and not see anyone else. That's great. But I, I had, you know, I, I had just <laughs> driven up from Indiana, so I had clothes for the weekend. I'm like, you can borrow. Here you go. That's great. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. On the other hand, you know, along with that is if you are going to keep your clothes in the car, you know, maybe hang them up. Well, yeah, you got to have a suit bag. Absolutely. Yeah. I got yeah. a trumpet player friend in undergrad school that just kept his tux in a brown paper bag in the back of his car. No. <laughs> I'm not making that up. That's not okay. No. It was. <laughs> totally happens. Really terrible. <laughs> not okay. Totally really happens. terrible. Uh, Brian, you want to get us to number seven? Yeah, so number seven, be early, stay late. Early is on time, on time is late, late is unemployed. There it is. <laughs> There's the last one. Very, yeah, very. No, well, you're no. making, if you don't show up early, you're making the person who hired you look bad and uncomfortable, and you don't want them to spend any extra energy on you, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. They reached out, they called you, they hired you. From there on out, make their life easy. Well, I, I've been the one sitting there who has maybe like hired the brass players, right? And here you are coming up on quarter till, right? And there's an empty chair. And within that next few minutes, even if that person makes it there by 10 till or 5 till, guess what I've decided in that time? You're not calling them again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've already made that decision. Like, because yeah. I don't, I don't, you don't have time for that. You don't want to be dealing with it. You got to do your thing too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, well, for me personally, running late makes me crazy. Right. So when I'm sitting there on the bandstand next to an empty chair and it's five minutes till downbeat, n- then it, that also makes me crazy. <laughs> sure. So, you know, mm-hmm. you want to be someone that not just can play the gig, but makes every, you need to be exactly right. You need to be easy. Mm-hmm. You're there. You're taking care of business. And no one knows better that that makes you crazy than Jose Sabaha. (laughs) 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 Who has great Miami stories about driving you insane. Oh, push those buttons. (laughs) Here's the thing. He's right, but he didn't. He wasn't doing it to push my buttons at first. He was he was doing it because he was just running late. (laughs) I stand by that. <laughs> but then he realized, oh, wait, this is a twofer. Yes. <laughs> it can be late and. Then he leaned into it. Yeah. <laughs> then he leaned in. I love it. Uh, cool. All right. I'll take, uh, I'll take rule eight, uh, which is know your role, right? So as tempting as it is, for example, to lead from the third chair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, that's not how it works. Yeah. It I'm confused. <laughs> You know, if you're hired to play principal, then know what that means and know how to communicate and know what your responsibilities are. Um, if you're there to play second, know what your role is there in terms of supporting the principal and, and all that. And if you're playing section, there's absolutely another set of rules there, right? Yeah. To make it work. And you, you should know going in, obviously, what you're doing and then embrace that role. And we've talked, we've talked about these about these roles before we on have, here. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah when you, whatever role you're in, embrace it and you know learn it live it love it you know and i'm out but uh mm-hmm. you gotta <laughs> it, it's really important i, I uh, one of the first gigs i played in miami i was hired to play lead on this big band and the guy playing third boy he really wanted to be playing lead <laughs> it took about 15 minutes before i was ready to kill him <laughs> you know he's trying to put high notes on the end so i passed him a chart which he then folded on and then van leader's like what's going on over there and i'm like <laughs> Hey, man, he says he wants to take this over, you know, and I'm like, I'm not dealing with that kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. embrace your role. And and if you're playing in a brass band, embrace your title. Because <laughs> yeah, principal, principal uh, is uh, what? The corner. The corner. You're on the corner. You're, you're the corner. top man. Yep. As it were. Next guy in line isn't playing second. He's Bumper up. He's a bumper up. <laughs> Bumper up? Yeah. That'd be a I bumper was a bumper up. up. Yeah. That's Bill. What does I that lo- mean? I love bumper a bumper up. up, man. That's a great job. Yeah. Wait, what does bumper up mean? Do whatever Brian tells me to do and complain about his handwriting on the parts. It's <laughs> pretty much. Okay, that's good. That's, that's the good. job description. Brian, that's a good like, summary. <laughs> Brian, what does a bumper up do? Anything you don't want to do. Anything you don't want to do. So like yeah. assistant. Yeah. Bumper up. Bumper up. Yeah. Come on, man. In the United States, though, we would say assistant. Yeah. Yeah. And we right. live in the United States. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> right. It's not nearly as fun. Yeah, not nearly as fun. Right. And then so rounding out rounding out the front row then, right? We just have the front row. And then and then in the back row the titles are much easier. <laughs> it's just death row. Yeah. That's what we got. Front row. Death row. Death row. 
But the 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 E flat player doesn't have a special title. Just sop, sop. <laughs> that guy, that person needs a better title than that. You guys yeah. should oh, work on that. That's all they get. They're you crazy. That. That's all they get. <laughs> <laughs> They're crazy. You have to be. You have to be totally nuts. Yeah. To do that you're, game. Yeah. A little, way out there. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Hi, Joe. You want to do number nine? This is yes, a good I do. one for you. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Just be happy to be there. And you know me, I'm always just a ray of sunshine everywhere I go. <laughs> At least. Always. <Yeah. laughs> but the idea, if you show up and you're miserable, especially if that's your first impression on these gigs, <laughs> people are going to be wondering why why you're even there. And we've all been on those gigs uh, where there's the person there telling you what they could be doing instead of being on that gig. <laughs> and now I have gotten to the point in my career of turning to those people and saying, then why do you, are you here at all? Mm-hmm. And I have I've asked that question, and that seems to quiet them down quite a bit more. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good question. It is. You're like, yeah, exactly. if you're here to complain, then why are you even? Why did you bother being here? Yeah, don't don't just go to vibe everyone. Yeah, yeah. Be happy to be there. Cool, uh, Brian. Although yeah. you want to do ten, I, I, I think I, I love, know you do. I love ten. <laughs> don't ask the conductor questions. <laughs> Could you repeat that, please, for the uh, for Bill? <laughs> Don't ask oh. the conductor questions. <laughs> I don't ask the conductor questions. Because he I'm is the conductor. I am the conductor. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, even if you think it's a means to show everyone what you know, <laughs> especially that, it's not the time. It's really not. It's never the last the time. time when I did this never with Berlin, time. we did a retard there. <laughs> Are you going to slow down there? <laughs> Right now, huh. there, there are two levels. I think there are two levels of this. If I could go in, if you don't mind. Oh please. One, if you're in the section, your job is to follow the principal player. So I- you don't have any questions of the conductor. You only have questions of the principal trumpet player. Yes. Right. You right. sit there. You have no questions of the conductor. Right. There are none because you. That's not where you go. You go to the principal trumpet player. Right. Now, if you're the principal trumpet player, you get to make those decisions. And I operate under the assumption, if the conductor wants something else, that conductor will tell me what that is. I'm going to make a musical decision, and right then now. they can decide. The the conductor can decide. Trumpets, could we have that this way? And then you say sure. But I'm not going to start with, uh, excuse me, maestro. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. <laughs> maestro, maestro, in measure nine, you. should yep. you we or should we or should we make a call and then be flexible? Yeah. So there's just no reason to ask any questions. No, as Raise your hand. You decide how you're going to play it, and then either the conductor agrees with you or clearly doesn't understand the music. Exactly. That's the way that goes. What right? about what about this? You you see somebody raise their hand and they ask the conductor, "Are you in three or four there?" Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, mm. how fast can your name get ripped off the callback list? Yeah. Well, I was in a recording yeah. session once, and a guy leaned over. Piece was in six. He goes, "Do you think he's going to do this in two or four? And I said, <laughs> "I said uh, it's in six. And he said, "Right." <laughs> Good safety tip. <laughs> Pro tip. Man. <laughs> yeah, don't don't ask questions. And and yeah, back to your role, right? Oh, this is a great one, Joey. You mm-hmm. got You don't get to talk to that person. You only right. talk to the you only talk to your section leader. That's yeah. it. Cool. Uh and so I'll follow up with the next one because it's it's kind of obviously leads to the next thing, but don't be the reason the rehearsal is derailed or delayed for any reason, right? <laughs> no matter what it is. Because yep. you don't know something, because you weren't paying attention, because you didn't mark it, right? Are you don't looking at Brian <laughs> right now? I'm looking right at Brian. Brian, I can't. always mark the parts. He just doesn't you, like the way they're marked. No, you are terrible at marking parts. <laughs> terrible. The it, best. it works for me. <laughs> wow. Oh, there yeah. was, I'm going to get some of the parts. I'm going to show them to you and get a ruling on this. I'd be happy to be Imagine a completely, the completely partial judge. Lightest <laughs> scratch on the paper. It looks like a stray Xerox mark. That's Brian's marking. Yeah, you got to remember that. I have, there's a great story about um, a pretty major orchestra doing La Mer. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's uh, French for the mer, right? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the mer. And, and uh, Debussy. And... Uh, 
the a principal player, not in the not in the brass section, asks the conductor how he wants this particular solo to be done oh, um, in the middle of rehearsal. And from the back of the orchestra, there was a very famous trumpet player who had retired from a major symphony and was playing extra in the trumpet section because it's five five parts. And <laughs> from the back of the orchestra, you heard, what is this, the effing premiere? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, that's... <laughs> It's cold, <laughs> but it was a yeah derailing the rehearsal, right? Yeah, do not derail the rehearsal. Everyone yes, just exactly. wants to go hang. No offense, Brian, but you just want to get <laughs> out of there and go get some wings, right? But you yeah, but you want to you want to get the job done, right? You want to get right. put everything together, right? But but the conductor is the one who's supposed to put that together. So if you <laughs> think that's your job from the second trumpet chair, then. <laughs> You're refer doing it to wrong. rule eight. You're doing it wrong. Yes. <laughs> refer to rule one. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> keep your mouth shut. That's yeah. right. And that's why it's rule one. Uh, Joey, do you want to do 12? Yeah, I'll take 12. Uh, so don't bring or just recite out loud your resume. <laughs> ding. 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 I don't know if I mentioned, but uh, when I did this with Cleveland. Ding. When we played this in L.A. Ding. You know. When I was speaking to Phil Smith about this, ding, you know, that <laughs> is, you can't imagine how off-putting this is, and it happens every single day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Not name drop, the resume, the, drop. the, here's what I've done, let me, let me make sure you know how cool I am. I will tell you this. There's a guy who uh, is a, he's a great trumpet player, and he came in. I, I had not met him before, and we ended up on this gig. Uh, I was hired to play lead. He was hired to play second. And so as we're going along, and I'm like, I offered to pass him something. He's like, no, 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 no. I said, okay. He doesn't play lead, and so I played all the lead stuff. Really nice guy, very quiet, chatty, you know, fine, great time. So it was about a month later, and I show up on a gig, and I was hired to play fourth, and there he was sitting on the lead book. Hmm. And I looked over and I thought, huh. And he sounds like a million dollars. Right? <laughs> and so I, I actually, I went to him. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I offered to pass you some stuff. He goes, well, you were doing fine. You are a head play lead. It was cool. <laughs> but I had no idea it was even in it. We never met before. His name is Chris Walker. He ended up going into the, uh, into the Navy Commodores for a while after that. Great trumpet player, right? Right. But there it was. Like, he was hired to play second. He was happy to play second. He played great on that book. He didn't yeah. need to show this. And I only did this once that I know of. I was hired to play third trumpet on this dance band in Miami. Mm. So I show up, and it's like one of these like dance classes where they teach people how to do these things, and then they oh, come out and do wow. the things. So it's like a four-hour yeah. thing, and there's just hundreds of people out there. And the two trumpet players that were, that were hired to play first and second were not very good. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like after the first set thinking, wow. This band is not very good, you know, but I don't know these people. And I'm like, hey, I got a gig and I'm in grad school. I'm happy to be working, you know. So after the first set, they both come to me and they said, are you comfortable playing lead? Like they don't know me. I don't know them. And I said, hey, I'm happy to do whatever you guys need. Mm -hmm. They said, okay. So we get into the second set and these guys, you know, no offense, Brian, they're on their teeth. <laughs> so always on my teeth from on the, I walk on stage on my teeth <laughs> yeah. so that like, has happened hey will you play this one and I said sure so I play and it's not this is nothing screaming stuff this is just kind of right down the middle and they were like oh okay let's switch chairs because <laughs> they were trying to between the two of them kind of cover it and like they were like oh Okay, never mind. Let's just We're do saved. I it's going to be fine. But I'm yeah. I, now imagine that I'm in the middle of the first set and I go, uh, you guys suck. Hand me the book. That's yeah, not going to go can't well. go that way. But when they come to me and they say, are you comfortable doing this? Yeah, of course. Oh, sure. And then like, oh, this is what you do. Let's just do that. Boom. Right. Then we're all friends. I was subbing Much on better. it. And getting called better. back. I was back. Yeah. subbing in a big band, not in this state, many years ago. And... Uh, I was the youngest guy. I know this is going to be hard for you guys That's, to believe. I, wait, I was the youngest guy. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have bands then. By a long way. So this was. So this I was, was in grad the, school. There, people were playing rocks. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> <man>. Show bars. <laughs> yeah. 
it was a shofar big band gig. <laughs> and um, so it was a thing like where I was sitting in there. I was sitting in the section. I'm the new guy and, and the younger guy. So I start out like on, you know, playing third. Well, before long, it's like, hey, would you mind? Oh, you know, getting, I'm on my teeth, basically. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so by the end of the night, it looks like. You know, at the last day of band in the year when everyone's handing in their parts to the section leader, <laughs> that's what, and this is happening during the tune. <laughs> nice. Here comes a solo. Play this. <laughs> Every part. paper flying in the back row. Yeah, it was just phenomenal. That's awesome. But I had a blast with those guys. It was fun. And I didn't. But, but I didn't if you started with, hey, you guys, just give me that. Yeah, no. That doesn't happen. I was no. happy to be there. Just yeah, happy yeah, to be there. Exactly. Yeah, didn't need to tell him anything. Uh, 13, Brian, is this yours? This is totally mine. Rule 13. Yeah. Uh, wear black socks. <laughs> Come on. Just <laughs> wear them. <laughs> figure this it is out. Not, this is, figure it out. Figure this it is out. not, and this is not hard. <laughs> Put your socks out of the drawer. Figure it out. <laughs> there it is. Although, there's a lot, it's kind of a thing now, right? Like the multicolored socks and the fancy socks and all that, but or no socks, or oh, I don't know about that. Well, uh, but again, depends on the gig. But right, or, if you're dressed, if it's a suit, if it's a, any kind of standard sort of mm -hmm. look, then you need black socks. Black socks, and somebody's going to notice, and somebody's yeah. going to get back to the contractor. And or if you're Joey, black socks and Crocs. Is that that's the way no. you roll, right? <laughs> Do you have black Crocs, no. Joey? There are no socks and Crocs. <laughs> that's a different rule. We'll get to those. <laughs> socks and Crocs, not okay. Not good. <laughs> not a thing. What about socks and Birkenstocks? Nope. Socks and sandals, <laughs> also not a thing. Not okay. I had a student actually show up today in Birkenstocks and socks. We had words. <laughs> no. Of course you did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And the new rule, the uh, part three of the rules is born. I can yeah, see we'll where this to, is going to we'll, go. We'll get to fashion rules. Right. <laughs> I have many. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 14. I guess this is me. This is yeah, totally because we're going to leave 15 for Joey. Well, for sure. 14 <laughs> Be Just be nice. <laughs> no matter how it's going or who you're who you end up being there with, right, or how they get, you got called, you're being paid, just be nice to people. It's can an opportunity. Can we just be nice to each other? Can we just be nice to each <laughs> other? No. No, we can't. <laughs> I'm going to say that depends on the circumstances. Yeah. But <laughs> in these particular circumstances. If you want to call back. And it also doesn't cost you anything. It mm -mm. doesn't cost you any energy. It doesn't cost you any time. It doesn't cost you any money. Just, nope. just be nice. Be nice. Come on. Yeah, we're not a Even bunch if of you're horn not. players. It, yeah. seemed, it seems simple enough. We're not horn players. Yeah, be nice. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the, this is one of those things that I think is hard for younger people uh, and students to really understand that once you enter the professional world, there are lots and lots and lots of people who play at a professional level. Yeah. So what separates? These things are what separate. Yeah. If you are just a gigantic pain in the butt, mm -hmm. even if you are quote unquote the best person for the job, you're just not going to work that much because people just aren't going to want to work with you. Yeah. You will not get the call. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Joey, this is this is Definitely yours. You. I don't know that you put this on the list. I think I did, but I wanted you to talk about it. Number 15. Don't show up the lead player. <laughs> and I want to change that, amend that maybe to don't attempt to there show up is. the lead That's player. <laughs> um yeah, this is one of those things. Like I was talking about that, that the guy in Miami. This is a this is absolutely true. We're on like the second tune of the night, and it's a big band thing. And my last note was a high D, so he decided he was going to try and put a high A on the end on the third book. Mm. We don't know each other. We don't have any relationship there. Like, hey man, try this, put this here. Like, so I'm thinking. I immediately now I don't like this guy. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. What, what one note? What what are we doing what? here? One, if I thought a high A should go there, I would have played one. And I'm <laughs> right. the one who's playing lead on this chart and on this gig. So you've immediately made an enemy of your own lead player, which is a bad enough sign. Bad but, thing. but two, what you're trying to do is say, look how cool I am 
when one, that is never your job, and and two, is completely off-putting to everyone else, not just in the section, but in the band. It's yeah. just it's just always, always, always a bad idea. Now, just point of protocol. Would it have been better had he raised his hand and asked the leader if he could put a double A there? <laughs> <laughs> that just gets back to never talk to the conductor. Because so, I will tell you this. Uh, you know, when Roger Inger moved down to Miami, uh, I was doing this gig. And uh, Jose and I have talked to you guys about this place. The place was called the Swiss Chateau. And the gig on Friday and Saturday went from 1030 to 4. Wow. Right now, here's the thing: it did pay fifty bucks. So, oh wow, <laughs> you know, there's that. Oh, well, there you go. But Roger came Just in. Do and the, do one the night. dollar per minute math on that. You don't, don't want to do that. <laughs> but so Roger came in one night because uh, one of the guys who played in there was a good friend of Roger's, and so I was playing lead and Roger was playing second. And we get to the end of one of these things, it's just cranking and cranking and cranking and cranking and cranking. And the last lick is just this da 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 up to a high D. And it's it's in unison. So Roger now Roger knows he's playing second. Roger's a great lead player, right? So he leans over and he says, Hey, want me to just put that up the octave? And I looked over and I'm like, Yeah, knock yourself out. <laughs> yes, I do. I want you to do that. <laughs> this is gonna be cool. <laughs> he takes it up and just like slots the D. And I was like, Yeah, man, but he didn't just do it. He leaned yeah, he, over, no one, and, and you know, he leaned over like, oh, you're the lead player right now. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know, and there have been other times where we played together, like on Woody's band, when we played together, he was always playing lead. And there were times where he was like, oh, I'm going to do something cool. And he would go, hey, cover this. So I'd lean over, you know, mm. evidently I was bumping him up or bumper up, whatever. You were was. bumper up then. You were bumper and then, up. And then he yeah. would do some yeah. crazy stuff, you know, but the idea of this is, you know, that know your role part, like... Don't show these people up because when you attempt to show somebody up, you do two things. One, you alienate that person. Two, you make yourself look bad. Mm. There's no way around it. Even if no. you think you're successful and like, ooh, I nailed that. Okay, but you just made an enemy and made yourself look stupid. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Great rule. Rule 15. That is a yeah. great rule. Brian, I think it's ironic that you should take rule 16. This is perfect for me. <laughs> this is this is, this is the super craziest important. thing that's happened. Bring a pencil. Uh, okay, uh, listen. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to add to this. Bring a pencil and learn how to use it. I think it's, there needs to be an addendum there. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can go ahead now. <laughs> Somebody's going to say something that you're going to forget that you need to put in your music. And especially mm-hmm. the bumper up is going to forget everything that you told him. Yeah. So you need to put it in your music so he remembers. Unbelievable. Yeah, when you can't read it. <laughs> you guys are the best. Yeah. Uh, rule 17, don't bring food to rehearsal. <laughs> Look, Leave this early. rehearsal's during my lunch hour. Yeah. <laughs> Got to eat now. I didn't have a chance. I'm running right from school. Do you guys mind? I'm just going <laughs> to open this sandwich right here. I think the strings start this, so it'll be fine. And the sandwich would be bad enough. <laughs> There have been people walk out with a lot more than that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. never okay. Never no. good. Because, I mean, no one else in the room can smell the onions on that sandwich. <laughs> you know, when you crack that open. And you're not blowing that down the lead pipe anyway. No. No. And if you're going to show up with Wegmans, bring enough for everyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, Joey, you want to do 18? I do. Um... Ooh. This is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Stay off your phone. Stay off your phone. Uh, I, this was a few years ago. Uh, it was New Year's Eve, and I was coming back, and I went over to Jeff Nelson's house. One of my colleagues teaches horn here. Now, his sister uh, plays in the Boston Symphony, and she was in visiting. So uh, we were hanging out. No offense, Brian. And she said, hey, you know, Joe, <laughs> you play with a bunch of orchestras. How many of them have rules about phones? And I said, well, it varies quite a bit. You know, I know here and here and here. And I was taking her through what I knew and, and the orchestras that I play with. I said, why do you ask? She said, we're having some serious discussions. And I'm thinking, Boston Symphony Orchestra? Seriously? Come on. This can't yeah. be. Oh, yeah. Not just in rehearsal. On stage during concerts. Wow. Wow. And I'm just thinking, no. No, 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 it's no, an addiction. no, 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 no. That right. is that, yeah. Put it away. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's not okay. They're just, well, you know, if you, you, you're ha- you have something else to do right now. Get off your phone. How many how many pictures have you seen on social media? No offense, Brian. Um, 
where you know it's shown pictures of the section right like whether it's a rest or before or whatever and everyone like like across the board has got phones out it's become yeah. a thing mm-hmm. so it's interesting that you know this could make its way to management right and like into a contract or something it well it has in certain places yeah there there are there are orchestras that have uh, levels of fines first time second time third time that that, mm-hmm. that escalate you know for having your phone having a phone on stage having right. it yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Brian, do you want to do 19? Yeah, sure. So um, when you get done, thank the contractor for the call. Every time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just be thankful that they called. They'll call. They'll remember that. They'll call you again. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty Very simple. Good. Yeah. It is. And it doesn't and have to be any kind of formal, big, gigantic deal. Just on the way out. Hey, thanks. Enjoyed it. It can be that simple. That's it. Thanks yeah. for the call. Appreciate easy the call. Easy enough, you know. Yeah. Easy enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll round the list out with number 20. Take it easy on the cologne. <laughs> 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 now we got this, this date afterwards. <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, if we smell you before we see you, <laughs> that's probably not okay. Now, this actually is in some... Yeah, it's a lot. Or players, yeah. a lot of players' contracts because you're sure. dealing with allergies and a whole bunch of other things. But you're also, if you're dealing, if you're playing musicals or you're playing operas, you're in close quarters in a pit. Yeah, right. Not okay. Yeah, now, we are saying to shower. Right? <laughs> Please, this is a completely different, <laughs> always different thing. Totally different you know. issue. But uh, yeah, it's just another way to respect those around you, right? And uh, to make sure you're. If you're going to be remembered, have it be, you know, be remembered. All these things are for you to be remembered as a musician and a contributor and not for anything else. So there they are, boys. The rules part two, how to get called back. Absolutely. Now it's time for no offense. How about assuming you are invaluable? (laughs) 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 These rules... today exists to kind of remind us that how fragile the relationship is between you and the employer and you and other musicians and you should take it seriously and respect it do not assume you're invaluable because if you do you're doing it wrong this is amazing to me how many people think well this whole place would just fall apart without me and this couldn't happen without me yeah it, it could it would be different it might be better it might be worse it might be about the same but everyone is replaceable. Everyone. Absolutely. Everyone. If yep. you're not there, somebody else will be there, and it'll yeah. be different, and that'll be okay. And it really is that simple. It, this yeah. is one of the values, I think we've all had this experience, of having the large university experience at some point in your life, right? Like when you're in school, to realize that there's always someone in line behind you. Yeah, of right? course. Mm-hmm. There's, there's always someone there. And then when you get on the real world, you realize that maybe you might be the best player in a region, but if you can't get along with people, they're not going to call you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right? So <laughs> that enough. no longer becomes a thing, right? Yeah, I think I've said uh, more than a few times, but at least a couple of times on this on this podcast, that you know, if you're living in a major metropolitan area and you've been there for a, a few years and you've met all of the people and you're not working, yeah, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, right. And it's one of a couple of things. Either yeah. you just don't play at a level or people just don't want to work with you for whatever reason. But you bear that responsibility after a certain amount of time. Yeah. You know, so it's hard to it's it. hard to undo that. So it is following the rules that. on the way in is the best way to go. That's what we're here to try and help. Yeah. Oh, there are long memories. Long yeah, memories right. in the freelance world. Yes. <laughs> and the freelance world is the quirkiest and weirdest of all of those because there's so many you know long-standing relationships and feelings of entitlement or uh, friends of friends and well he's my person so i always call that person and that's always you know those things that are just sort of built in those Mm -hmm. memories oh yep those last much longer than anywhere else yeah so follow the rules follow the rules and then you can avoid those kind of pitfalls of doing one of these things wrong and then just being essentially branded as nope can't work with that person yeah no matter what right yep wow 
Well, this is what we do, right? We're here to serve. We're here to help. We're, it's because it's all about the kids. Help. It's about it the kids. Will someone please think of the children? Always. <laughs> Always. Well, that should about do it for today. <laughs> We've come to the end of yet another episode. Hey, thanks for joining us on The Open Bell. Stay tuned. Tell your friends and students. And please, please follow the rules. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell. Thank you.